Welcome to the Healing Soul Podcast, Empowering Wellness and Oneness. I'm Mary Beth Rombach Nelson, a published author on Amazon Books, a Reiki master, gifted intuitive, and spiritual teacher. Today on the Healing Soul Podcast, I'm going to be talking about the Salem Witches, Ghosts, and Hauntings, because today is Halloween. Happy Halloween, so let's have some fun. I want to start with the origin of Halloween. October 31st, among the non-Christian Celtic people was a different manner altogether. It was a harvest festival called So Win, and it was actually their New Year's Eve in Celtic and Anglo-Saxon England. And it actually was the end of the old year and the beginning of the new year. And it took place in autumn, and it was a fire festival, like I said. They lit huge bonfire and it celebrated the farmers finishing the harvest. And they would light the big bonfires on top of the hill to frighten off the evil spirits. Because in the Celtic religion, the dead would visit the homes on this night because the veil was thinner. And as a con- consequence, you, you think kind of scary and sinister thoughts of the festival because of the dead visiting And of course, the Celtic Church was alongside the Roman Catholic Church that gradually melded over time, creating Halloween. And it became uh, a holiday that celebrated in so many other countries. And Halloween is thought to be the most favorable time of the year to connect to spirits. So if you have crossed over loved ones that you want to connect with, uh, from Monday through the end of this week, it, you're able to connect more than any time of the year. And like I said, Halloween is celebrated in several countries on October 31st. And the old Christian feast that melded with Halloween with the Celtics was all hollow days. That was remembering the dead, the saints and the martyrs, and honoring them. And there were over time, like I said, the harvest and the Roman and Celtic kind of melded to make Halloween. And the harvest season of Sowin, the harvest festival, the fire festival, was the marking of the darker half of the year. It was between halfway between the autumn equinox and the winter solstice. So Sowin was in a time where in between the worlds, the spirits or even like the Celtics believed in fairies could come and visit you. So interesting enough, the tradition of dressing up and disguising yourself is a tradition to hide from the spirits that would come over on Halloween because the veil was thin. So that's how it started. And so when, like I said, is celebrated October 31st, to November 1st to welcome in the harvest and to have a celebration of the harvest. And all the farmers, when they finished their harvest, they would have this big bonfire and they would take a spark from the community bonfire back to their home and light their home fires with it. So I don't know if this was good luck, but this is a custom that they did. And they celebrated 
the Halloween. And I know I have such fond memories as a kid of dressing up and taking my pillowcase and and going with two other friends. Even in fourth and fifth grade, we would go by ourselves to as many houses as we could possibly go to before it ended to get as much candy. And as a parent, I remember dressing my kids up as pumpkins and and cute little costumes. And it was always a fun time. And next I want to talk about the Salem witches. And it's kind of scary how this started. It started with a few girls that were t- around 12 years age that had got a reading from a slave girl and they got their fortune told and then they became uh, sick. So they said she was a witch. And then they started naming people that they didn't like or that they feared and said that they were witches. And what they did as proof is they acted bizarrely in court and screeched and howled and and they said they were under the spell of the witches, and that's why they were acting that way. And it actually started the witch trials from 1692 to 1693. And 25 people actually died. 19 were executed by hanging. One was tortured to death, and five died in jail because it was such horrible conditions. But over 160 people were accused of witch craft and were jailed and many of them lost their land and all their legal rights just from being accused with no evidence just being accused because this hysteria and mob think took over Salem and Salem village and nearly 50 people actually confessed to witchcraft just to save themselves from immediate trial because they saw these people being killed and hung and they didn't know what to do so they said they were guilty just to avoid being tried and hundreds of other people in the neighboring towns were charged and it was really just a frenzy of fear that was stirred up like I said it was mob think and it finally ended uh, Governor William Phipps ended the witchcraft court in Salem And soon the trials were stopped and the rest of the people were let out of jail. But during the the Salem trials, more people were accused and executed than in all the previous witchcraft trials that happened in New England. And it's just scary that this could start from a few girls accusing someone of being a witch and then the fear that took over And just by simply accusing them, they were locked up and some lost their lives. It's just crazy to think that that actually happened, but it did. Next, I want to talk about ghosts. And the concept of ghosts is is based on the spirit leaving the body at the time of death and that the spirit can come back and visit. And a lot of societies have certain funeral rituals that they perform so that the dead person's spirit would go to heaven and not haunt them and not come back and be at peace. And some ghosts don't have good energy. And they can actually, if you have a negative ghost in your house, 
that they can make you feel depressed or they can even make you feel suicidal because they have such heavy energy. And they can make you not feel feel like yourself. And if you feel like something's in your house or there's a heavy presence, you should really clear yourself with sage and put the white spirit of the Holy Spirit around you for protection. Or get a Reiki session to clear your energy. You can take an Epsom salt bath. Or you can even listen to Sophagio music and tones to clear your chakras. And just like people, there's nice people and there's uh, negative people and naughty people. The same are true with ghosts. You can have the gamut of kind and harmless or negative and heavy, or even naughty ghosts, as I'll, I'll share a story in a minute. But if you feel that heavy energy, you can command them to leave your home, and they must. You just need to be forceful. And the kind thing to do, if it's just uh, a kind spirit, is to tell them to go to the light. Because ghosts really cling to places that they're attached to, or if you have a traumatic uh, event happen, like a suicide or a murder, that energy can get trapped and stay in your house or in an area or in a, a place of business that used to be something else, and it needs to be cleared. Like that emotional attachment that we have in life to our home, we can have that emotional attachment as a ghost, an imprint on a specific location. And hauntings are places that are usually associated, like I said, with the emotion of the ghost and that spirit, their former home or where they worked, where they died or where they were murdered or committed suicide. And they can make noises. You can hear knocking. Lights can turn on and off. You can smell cigarette smoke when you don't even smoke. You can put your keys on the cupboard and then they're moved. You can even have, if you have a guitar or drums, the music, they can play the instruments and create music. And I per- personally experienced um, toys moving across the room that didn't even have batteries in and a little uh, computer that you push the buttons for the ABCs that would play without any batteries. And that was definitely spirit playing around, getting my attention. And I've experienced hauntings when I traveled too. I stayed in a hotel in Chattanooga that used to house and uh, treat Civil War soldiers. So I didn't know this when my husband booked the hotel, but I found out once we got there that I felt the room had some definite heavy energy, and I was hoping that I'd be able to sleep because we were there for a soccer tournament. My son was probably in fifth grade at the time, and it was in Chattanooga, like I said, and I went to sleep for probably an hour or two, and I felt somebody staring at me, and I woke up, to a Civil War soldier bent over looking right in my face, and I screamed, which woke my son Brent up. And then 
Brent also saw the soldier go and sit in the chair and just sit there and look at us. So it's crazy that uh, ghosts can make themselves visible if you are uh, inclined to see spirit. And then on another occasion, on a trip actually just last year, we were in San Diego at the Whaley House, which is notoriously haunted. There's been several investigations of the Whaley House. So if you're ever in San Diego, Old Town, go check out the Whaley House. But before I even went in for the tour, I could hear a gentleman telling me about his family that lived in the house and the farming and how his life was. And then when we went in the upstairs bedroom, his daughter's room, I could actually, for a quick glimpse, see her walk by the bed. And it didn't startle me because I didn't feel like she was a bad spirit. But I had heard her father talking about his daughter before we even entered the house. So I was surprised when I saw her. But when we went downstairs... Um, my husband took a picture of the mirror, and when he looked at the picture, there was a disembodied hand coming out of the mirror, which was crazy. So if you're ever in a haunted house, mirrors catch a lot of spirits and ghosts in the room that you may not catch with your naked eye at the time. So take a lot of pictures and then look at them afterwards. You might really be surprised at what you see. And I'm sure a lot of you listening right now have had things happen in your house or previous house, noises or things move that you couldn't explain either. It's just when we when things are quiet and we pay attention that we notice that there's a heavy feeling or we notice something in the house that makes noise that there's no explanation for. Another time I was traveling back from Michigan Uh, with my husband, and I stopped at a brewery called The Accomplice, and we were traveling for like eight hours and wanted to get a burger and a beer, and Accomplice Brewery is in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And I wasn't even thinking about ghosts. I was just hungry, and I wanted to have a beer. So we got seated, and we sat down, and immediately in my ear, I could hear this ghost talking about all the women in the bar and talking about their figures and how he liked the ladies. And I heard the name Charlie. He's like, I'm Charlie and I like the ladies of the night. And I thought the ladies of the night, this, this guy, this ghost has been hanging around this bar for a long time. And come to find out it used to be an old railroad facility and there was a brothel right down the street that Charlie really liked to visit. So when the waiter came to get our food, I told him, do you, you know, do you have a ghost named Charlie? And it really shocked and excited the waiter. So he ran and got his manager and she goes, we didn't know his name was Charlie, but that's what we call him. Well, I had no idea that they called him Charlie or that there even was a ghost here. So Charlie had told me that the manager had taken pictures down of the olden days that he was actually in of the railroads and he was really upset about it and he wanted those pictures put back up. So at that, she said, after you eat your food, come get me. I want to take you to the basement 
and I want to show you the pictures that I was going to donate to the museum. And I said, well, if you want Charlie to calm down, I would put the, put the pictures back up. So I, I really don't know if she ever did or not, but I know that the waitresses, after I came back up from the basement where I saw the pictures, one by one, the girls came over and said they, they feel like they're being watched when they go to the bathroom. And I explained that Charlie thought that they were ladies of the night and that they need to tell him to leave them alone and that they're they're not. <laughs> so he just was a little naughty and liked the ladies. So ghosts come in all shapes and sizes just like people. And on another trip, I was with my daughter, Brittany. And Brittany, for some reason, likes to tour old prisons. So we were going through Wyoming once again. And she had looked up and found the Frontier Prison had prison tours. And it was one of the historic prisons in Wyoming. So we stopped and, you know, reading the information before we took the tour, the prisoners were really mistreated and the guards were really horrible and vicious to them. And they even had an electric chair on the property. And in one particular cell where we were standing, um, I believe the gentleman said he was in for robbery. And he said that the guards were much worse than most of the prisoners. And they were vicious and tortured them. And people even died in this prison because there was no heat in the winter time. And like I said, there was even an electric chair on the property. So when we got to that part of the tour, the guides like, would anyone like to sit in the electric chair? And I'm thinking, oh my God, no, because the bad energy and that a spirit could attach because spirits can attach to your energy. So of course, my daughter, Brittany, wanted to sit in it and it definitely bad juju. So when she sat in it, her complete face and eyes changed to that of a different person. And I knew I had Sage in the car, and I thought, I am saging her ass before she gets back in the car, and I'm saging myself. So another ghost had told me that he didn't like how flippant the guide was being, that she wasn't being respectful of the spirits that were trapped there when she was telling their stories and how they suffered and were tortured. And they were really treated inhumanely at this prison. So when we went out, I went and got my sage and lit it. And I first saged myself from head to toe. And I put the Holy Spirit around me for protection. And then I saged Brittany head to toe. I even saged the inside of my car, and a lady from California saw me doing this and asked me if I could sage her because she didn't even want to go either. Her husband had had wanted to go on the tour. So, of course, all these spirits in this prison, I asked to go to the white light so that they would not be trapped there anymore. But I also told them that they, if they weren't going to go to the white light, that they couldn't come with me. So setting boundaries when you're, when you're in a haunted place or a heavy place is important. And the kindest thing is to guide them to go to the white light and tell them that God forgives them 
and that the angels and their family are waiting to greet them. And that's all you can really do. So I've had so many other, I mean, I've had two ghosts in my new house that I had to evict. And one was super, I got depressed after I moved in. I thought, what is going on with me? And it was, I got a vision of the ghost that had committed suicide in the downstairs. And the other ghost was that of his mother, and she had a lighter spirit. But the the gentleman in the basement that had committed suicide was really making me feel depressed. And I continually told him to go to the white light. And he resisted because his dog had run away, and he was waiting for his dog to come home. Well, his dog, a neighbor, after he committed suicide, had adopted his dog, and the dog had since passed. So I finally talked him into going when I told him his dog was waiting for him on the other side. He was that connected and loved his dog so much. But he was really upset that I was in his house and that we were here and that it was his house, that he actually pushed me from a standing to on the floor and my husband saw it and I commanded him to leave and then he pushed my husband down who's six four and a big guy and I said you must leave now and I demanded it and I lit sage and we've never felt him since and I do feel like he did go to the white light but he felt like we were intruding in his house I feel like he was a good spirit that was just depressed and didn't know what to do. And I feel like he was stuck. So just telling them to go to the white light, protecting yourself with sage and putting the Holy Spirit around you for protection and envisioning a white beaming bubble from the bottom of your feet to the top of your head for protection. And then clearing your house, saging it and blessing it with holy water too. And on a lighter note, I don't know about you, I'm sure you, everybody listening has a favorite Halloween movie. Uh, some people really love to be scared and others aren't crazy about it. But here are some of the top picks that I really like. Hocus Pocus. Myself and my kids loved that movie. And of course, another great one is the iconic thriller Halloween And I think Poltergeist is a great movie, too, that that scares me every time. And a fun one was Beetlejuice. So good. And, of course, Nightmare on Elm Street and The Shining are some of my very favorites that I always watch at Halloween. So I hope you've enjoyed um, talking about ghosts and spirits and just knowing that Even though they come through the veil, we always have control of our environment uh, by setting boundaries, commanding them to leave, uh, guiding them to the white light, blessing our space, clearing our space, and then clearing ourselves. So there's really nothing to be afraid of. So I always pick an intuitive heart oracle card, and today's card is embrace your shadow side. When feelings come up that you don't like, sit for a moment with them and really feel them. 
In the darkness, know that light is always available to you. Process the lessons and then let the light shine bright in you and to everyone around you. Embrace your shadow side. And just like the custom of hiding yourself from the evil spirits of dressing up for Halloween, the way that we can hide from the evil spirits are putting the white light of the Holy Spirit around us for protection and surrounding us and knowing that nothing can penetrate that white light shield. On the next Healing Soul, I'm going to be talking about how to deal with and cope with missing your loved ones that have passed on the holidays. It's hard to believe, but Thanksgiving is just around the corner. And at at, uh, the holidays, it's so hard to deal with grieving and loss. And I just want to support you and give you some methods of coping during the holidays and know that I always think of you and pray for anyone that has lost anyone dear to them. All content in this podcast may not be reproduced and is under copyright. I really do appreciate you listening today. And if you'd hit the follow button, you won't miss any of my podcast. And please share with a friend so I can reach more listeners. I'll talk with you soon. God loves you and so do I the healing soul, empowering wellness and oneness.